Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be having a discussion about our opinions on the direction the Ujili is heading with regards to his public image in light of the recent filming in Freemasons Hall. Was it sacrilege or was it a refreshing shake-up of a stuffy old institution? Before we get on to our opinions on the filming of the late night show, I think we should first comment on the 2017 rebranding, which saw a big graphical shakeup of the society that's veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols, namely the simplifying and parting of the square and compass. In an article from Freemasonry Today, dated December the 8th, 2015, called The Thinking Behind Ujili's New Logo and Rebranding, we read, Initial research established that the square and compasses was the most recognizable Masonic symbol. From this traditional icon, the design team began to abstract the shapes to create a look that suggests a forward-looking organization. After further development based on feedback uh, from the Communications Committee, the Board of General Purposes and, Ru and the Rulers, an iteration was chosen that was both contemporary and instantly recognizable, while also linking to Freemasonry's rich heritage. In the article, it also quotes Provincial Grand Master Peter Lowndes with regards to future membership challenges. With attraction and retention identified as key development areas, the membership focus group has been looking at how to ensure that the new recruit's expectations matches actual experiences. But the modernization of Freemasonry is not just about what happens at a lodge meeting, Sains Lounge. It is also about the image we project. We need a visual identity that is recognizable, that represents our values and heritage, and also reflects our relevance to society. With this in mind, the 2013 usually approached August, uh, which is the organization which produces Freemasonry today, with a brief of evolving the brand. The exercise, uh, the exercise had to create visual guidelines that would help members, lodges, the metropolitan area and provinces communicate with each other and the rest of the world in a professional and consistent manner. The UGLE logo was the first challenge, something unique, but also true to the spirit of Freemasonry. And it quotes, in this fast changing world, Freemasonry needs to attract and retain the best candidates, the future leaders who will assure the long-term success of the craft, says professional grandmaster Peter Lowndes, explaining the motivation behind the rebrand. As we head towards 2017, which is the tricentenary, Yuji Lee has been examining how to enhance and modernise the face of Freemasonry. End of quote. Uh, well, Brother Earnshaw, I think that we have enough talking points there for an hour-long discussion, but I'll keep it brief. My first impression upon reading the article was that one of comedy. It's, um, it said that Initial research established that the square and compasses was the most recognisable Masonic symbol. Well, if that's the case, why on earth do you see fit to change it? Why part it? Just why bother? Which raises the question, do the people in charge of the usually actually know what the symbols of their institution mean? Whilst that criticism may be on the harsh side, I'll throw my two cents in on the matter. What I think is that senior provincial officers at the UGLE have for some time had a legitimate concern about declining membership numbers and appealing to younger candidates in the age of the internet, so therefore decided to get a funky, flashy PR publishing and advertising firm in to do the job. Always a danger with fashion and fad-driven consultancies with an, with an ancient institution. Because of the time it takes to progress through the offices in province, the high-ranking official offices are probably over 60 and therefore wouldn't have grown up with the internet and lacked the immersion in online culture necessary to oversee such an ambitious project. Well, also there's been some good things like a standardization of fonts, communication letters and such things. In my opinion, I think they've just gone right, you know, 
we'll speak to the PR firm and we'll get the young whiz kids in to rebrand it. And I think that's the nature of the unnecessary parting of the square and compass. For me, it's a little bit of the emperor's new clothes. Uh, the sentence is, is my favourite from the article that sums it all up. The design team began to abstract the shapes uh, to create a look that suggests a forward-looking institution, a forward-looking organisation. To me, that's just word salad. It doesn't really make any sense. I mean, what are they then? Looking forward, symbol of looking forward? We're going to draw binoculars, a magnifying glass, pair of glasses, an arrow. It's it's all good fun, really. Just a little bit of a banter we're having. But yeah, for me, the old world image of the institution is part of the charm. I'm sure uh, there was a mirrored argument between the ancients and the modern when they were drawn up. But for me, it, it comes down to Banksy versus Botticelli. <laughs> I know which one I'd rather choose. I know which one I'd rather have. But having had somewhat of a rant, I think the standardization of everything and a consistent graphical language is great. I'm just not a fan of the square and compass logo. Um, any thoughts the on the new, the new one? Yes. Yes, that's yep. the one. Yeah, I know I've been on a bit of a rant, so let's please have some balance to the argument. <laughs> well, this is actually my forte because. I was the CEO of a branding agency here in Tokyo, uh, in fact, two of them. Um, both they are leading, they lead the market in America. Uh, one is called the Brand Institute and the other one is called Addison Whitney. And uh, mm. they are specialists in brand imaging, uh, packaging, logos, um, also naming products. Uh, it's a very complicated um, industry. Anyway, so for three years I ran this, so I know a little, about, a little bit about the subject. One of the problems is with the new logo is that you are throwing away your brand equity. The 300 years where anyone in the world would automatically identify the square encompasses as being Freemasonry. Now you show mm -hmm. the new logo to somebody, nobody identifies that as Freemason. I showed it to mm -hmm. several people. One person said it looked like an open book. Is it the Bible? You know? mm -hmm. So it, uh, it just doesn't convey anything to anybody. And you've lost 300 years of brand equity. It's just really sad. Um, I think the website is very good, and uh, I think that's commendable. But they've really got to go back to the the traditional square and compasses. Uh, the way I see is that there are some uh, institutions that you cannot play around with. So, for example, uh, cricket—that's an essentially British institution sport. Originally, everyone wore white, but in recent years, we have blue teams and green teams and yellow teams. Um, but there are still some institutions like um, Wimbledon that will not let people wear any, any colors except for white when they play on the center court. It's a rule. And even Federer can't mm -hmm. get on center court if he's in blue. Um, the law courts, if you have a, a judge, you expect him to be wearing, you know, a, ho a white horsehair wig and red robes. You don't expect to go in there one day and find he's got fluorescent green cloaks 
and a, mm. a, a long, I don't know, Drew's hairstyle. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> we expect certain institutions to conform to certain standards. And changing that uh, changes public's uh, understanding of what those standards are. And um, I've, I've got a quotation from um, uh, uh, Francis Bacon, uh, goes back to um, uh, his book, New Atlantis. And I have a feeling that Freemasonry was partly had this idea at the back of its mind. But if you read Atlantis, it was about um, uh, creating a, uh, a house of, of uh, institution of learning called Solomon's House. Well, Freemasonry mm -hmm. could be Solomon's House. <laughs> and in the Solomon's House, he said it should be uh, an ideal society a center of learning where generosity, enlightenment, dignity, and splendor, piety, and public spirit are the common traits. And that's what I think Freemasonry should be, should be dignity. You know, it's, it's, uh, these are the traits we're, we're trying to instill in other people. Uh, so I don't think we should move with the tide every time the tide goes out or every time there's a new fashion coming. I don't think we should change to meet that fa fashion. People respect yeah. us for the values we have. And suddenly, you know, most of the 8 billion people on, on <laughs> the world now will no longer recognize the new symbol as being Freemasonry. I, I I agree. I, I don't think anybody recognizes Freemasonry. Yeah. It looks like a square. It doesn't look like a uh, a square and a compass. It just looks like a, a a very heavily graphically designed box almost. Yes, That's the only institution I can think of it's compasses. It's, it's Freemasonry. Nothing else. Maybe maybe yeah. an architect may use a square or a compass, but not right. together. Not in that particular way. It's it's a real shame. But the, the work they've done, the online presence and, and the fluidity of, of the design, it's very good, just apart from those damn square encompasses. All good yes. apart from that. The, you know, in my books, I point out that the square encompasses have alchemical teachings. And so when you separate them like this, people will no longer be able to find that alchemical secret, which is Maybe. a shame. Uh, uh, that raised my concerns as well. That that made me question the the knowledge of the of the New Jelly provincial masters, shall we say? I am. Um, yes. Well, I think I, the design team, you know, were probably not steeped in Freemasonry. <laughs> I think that's probably the. I think that's probably the case. They've got okay. Well, you produce the magazine as we're yeah. friends, and you know. Yeah. Um, could you do this for us? Yes. And if they're not brothers, they're going to lose the symbolism. We, ha we have a similar note, problem uh, in Japan um, because we have a very limited budget. So rather than make grand gestures of buying, uh, for example, helicopters for the flying doctor or mm -hmm. something like that, we make lots of smaller gestures. And um, it goes further, I think, you know, sure. donating um, $1,000 to... Uh, a small hospital for them to get more vaccines for the COVID. 
and then you you get a, a, a plaque and a, a mention in a newspaper that does a lot of good yes yes well on that note i think we'll draw this one to a close and we now pass on the square and we will meet soon thank you and goodbye goodbye